Hello, and welcome to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' lives. This first season of the Teach for the Heart podcast is going to be all about classroom management strategies, about how to gain and keep your students' attention and minimize problems so that you can stop worrying about behavior and spend more time focusing on what really matters, teaching and making a difference. In this first episode, I want to share with you a little bit of my story and tell you about a specific strategy that made all the difference for me during that, uh, let's, let's just say, challenging uh, first year of teaching. Uh, I taught middle school math at a Christian school in Ohio um, for four years, and my first year was, as I said, challenging. And um, I know I'm certainly not the only one who had a rough start or maybe is experiencing that right now. So if that's you, I just want you to know you are most certainly not alone. Um, I actually had really good um, college experience. I was really um, taught a lot of strategies for classroom management and organization. But um, I just made some key mistakes uh, during those first few months. And um, as a result, I remember looking out of my classroom and just realizing that no one was listening. Okay, maybe no one's exaggerating, but, you know, out of 20-some students, maybe three were listening. And I remember trying to start class in this one um, class in particular, and I was trying to get their attention. The bell had rung, and... um, Half them were just having engrossed in their own conversations. Um, not, some of them were coming in late. Some of them were just walking around the room. Some had their head down. It just, no one was listening to me. And I was starting to get frustrated. And I just really did not know what to do. And I went to my mentor teacher and asked her for some advice. And uh, here's the advice she gave me. And I maybe this will help some of you guys because it was really um, helpful to me. It was exactly what I needed for that time in my teaching career. So here's what she said. She said, when the bell rings, just calmly walk to the board and start writing down the names of everyone who's talking. Uh, when they notice, tell them that each student with their name on the board now has a warning because they were talking after the bell without permission. And uh, if they speak out of turn again during the class period, um, then they're going to have some type of consequence. Um, obviously, uh, for for us in our school, it uh, might be different than what it would be in your school, but whatever consequence would be appropriate. Uh, okay, well, when she first told me this, Remember, I teach middle school. So at first I thought, this is kind of juvenile for middle middle school, putting their names on the board. Um, But I was pretty desperate, so I figured I'd give it a try. And I was really amazed at how well it really did work. Now, no, it's not like it miraculously changed everything overnight, but it really helped me start to regain control of my classrooms and kind of just rein in that behavior that was honestly just out of control. Here's... um, over time, I kind of developed this into a more um, workable system for me, and it was actually interesting that next summer as I was reading, uh, rereading actually The First Days of School by Harry and Rosemary Wong, I noticed that they actually recommended a similar strategy. Uh, so that did kind of um, encourage me that this is uh, can be a very helpful strategy um, for those that are struggling with classroom management. So here's what I ended up doing. I ended up developing a system where at the first day of school or whenever I would implement the system, I would explain it to the students. I would say that if they're communicating in class without permission, they're going to receive a warning. 
Now, the way I'm going to give them the warning is to write their name on the board. And I explained to them, you know, this isn't to embarrass you. This isn't to make you feel like a little kid. This is just a fast way that I can give you a warning without stopping teaching. That was really important to me. I didn't want to interrupt the flow of teaching or waste time with this. I wanted something that I could quickly give a warning um, while I was teaching. And so I explained that to them, and then I said, um, it's just that. It's a warning. You're not in trouble. There's no consequence at this point. It's just for you to realize you were talking, and you need to um, correct this. If you choose to continue to talk without permission, then we're going to have a problem, and there would be a consequence for that. So after I did that, I would then watch for the first person who would be talking without permission. And I would be sure to go ahead and give them a warning. And I might even say something like, um, Taylor, you see I'm putting your name on the board. Remember, you're not in trouble. Um, this is just a warning to help you realize you were talking and that you need to stop. Now, I didn't say that every time because that would defeat the purpose of um the point is to not interrupt your teaching. But the first time, I'd normally say something just so everyone understood what was happening. And then after that, I'd simply go over and write a name on the board without even stopping. Um, what happened when I started doing this was the results really made it incredibly worthwhile. First of all, the level of talking decreased dramatically. The students were more on task and I was less flustered. And I think that um, the reason for this, the reason it works so well is that it gives the students personal responsibility. When I was just standing up in front of the class going, can I have your attention? Please stop talking. Class, you know you shouldn't be talking um, <laughs> a million times a day. Um, they heard me, uh, but there was no individual responsibility. It was very easy to just be like, oh yeah, she's just saying that and I don't have to change anything. But when a student saw their name on the board, uh, they quickly realized, oh, okay, she sees me. I need to um, stop talking. And it was a really great way to help them self-regulate. The other thing that I loved about it is that using a system like this, I actually rarely had to give any consequences. It was a rare thing for a student to get to the point where I actually had to hand out consequences. Normally, a warning was enough. And I had it in my class where... I didn't actually give out a consequence unless you got three warnings in one 40-minute class period. So, um, like I said, it was rare to actually need to give out consequences, but just the fact of seeing their name on the board was normally enough for them to self-regulate and realize, okay, I need to get back on task and, um, you know, stop distracting others. So I really um, found it super helpful. Um, if you um, are thinking about adapt using this method, there's also a couple ways you can adapt it. Uh, if you don't like the idea of actually writing names on the board, another thing you can do is just find another way to give warnings. Um, it can be as simple as having a little stack of post-it notes. And if you want to give someone a warning, you just walk to their desk as you're teaching and put a post-it note on their desk. I think you'd probably go through a lot of post-it notes, but it would work. Uh, so think of uh, you know a way you could adapt it if you're not comfortable writing names on the board. Another tool that helps you do uh, something very similar to this, if you're not familiar with it, it's called Class Dojo. Uh, Class Dojo is D-O-J-O. And um, if you go to teachfortheheart.com slash podcast one, I'll have a link to that there so you can check it out. And um, Class Dojo is basically a tool um, that you can do right on your smartphone or your computer, and you can award students um, positive points and negative points for good behavior and bad behavior. So it's just kind of a way to track it um, and to give them some immediate feedback, and there's also options to send that report to parents and such. Uh, just check with your school because different schools have different um, 
different thoughts about Class Dojo, but it, it's definitely worth uh, looking into. Now, before we go, I wanted to share one last thought with you guys about formal warning systems and classroom behavior charts. Because if you look around the internet, you might be a little bit confused. You'll probably find a whole plethora of articles that are recommending these types of systems and saying they're fantastic and helpful. And then you'll also find a whole other set of articles where teachers are talking about how they ditched their classroom warning system or they stopped using a behavior chart. And I can see how you'd be very easy to be confused and maybe to even feel bad or guilty or just not know what to think. And I wanted to share with you just a very important thought, and that's this. We are all on different parts of our teaching journey. And if right now your classroom is bordering on out of control and you're having trouble getting through a lesson because your students are not listening and they're being disruptive, that is the time that I would recommend trying some type of formal warning system or behavior charts or something like Class Dojo. If you're not able to keep control of your students, then you're not able to focus on relationships. You're not able to teach. You're not able to do the things that really matter until you get classroom management and gain control of your students. Now, once you have that, a month down, you know, a few months down the road, a year or two down the road, you might not need a system like this anymore. You know, by my third or fourth year of teaching, I would start the year writing names on the board, but once I was a few months in, I didn't need it anymore in most of my classes. And I bet you'll find the same thing. So I guess my encouragement is just this. If you are struggling, I would definitely recommend trying out this system. If you're doing well, if you're at a place in your classroom management where things are for the most part um, orderly, then you might not need a system like this. And you might be able to move on to some more advanced methods. I'm really excited to share with you so many different strategies in this um, in this podcast season. Next episode is going to be all about what to do if your classroom is out of control. And we're going to walk through a step-by-step plan to regain control of your classroom. I hope you'll be there. You definitely won't want to miss it. In the meantime, if you'd like more tips and information, you can get my free classroom management mini course. Just go to teachfortheheart.com slash minicourse and you'll see all the info there. And once again, if you'd like to see um, the, the notes and links related to this podcast, go to teachfortheheart.com slash podcast one. Look forward to seeing you next time.